This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. Okay, so here we are again, and I think this is a topic that we both said we've been thinking about either in the past and continuing to really evaluate in our own lives, um, or just has come up kind of recently in different situations. So today we're talking about this idea of contentment versus complacency. And so I've brought this up in therapy like a lot of times. (laughs) And so it's something that I'm really curious to see your thoughts and kind of delve into further. Mm -hmm. Yep. I also like I'm laughing because I feel like this is probably like my biggest root issue in life and so like I 100% have brought it up in therapy as well um and there's so much to be said that I'm like I don't even know where to start um so I I guess probably a good place would be like us maybe defining what content is to each of us yeah I think that's a great place to start this is funny because I had this conversation with two of my really good friends um prior to this and I started with like okay I'm just gonna look up what the dictionary says is the definition for each and I either am stupid or like I don't agree with the dictionary so when I read it neither one kind of hit me the contentment was okay but complacency I didn't like the definition but then my friend came up with one that is the one that kind of has guided my thoughts around this for the last while So for contentment, she said, it's not changing when nothing needs to change. But complacency is not changing when something needs to change. And I was, you and I kind of, well, you're better at it than I am. You share notes like before our recordings on the topics. Um, And I was like, ooh, that like really makes sense. But then at the same time, I, like, had this mental drama that I'm sure we'll dig into. And I don't even want to, like, jump into the conversation quite yet. But I struggle with that definition only because if – repeat it one more time. Sure. Contentment. Not changing when nothing needs to change. But complacency may be not changing when something does need to change. So my thought process on this is if contentment means not changing, if nothing needs to change, like to me, I have this like almost debilitating need to always be growing. Um, So like for me, I struggle with like if contentment means not changing, if nothing needs to change, then that means like it's so hard to put into words. Like, I always feel the need to change and need to excel. Okay. This is 
100% why it comes up for me in therapy because I too have like this growth mindset and one of my values is continuous growth. And so this is where I was feeling really torn to. I was like, why can I never feel content where I'm at? Why do I always have this need to go, go, go and do more and achieve more and be there for more people and all of that? And that felt counterproductive to contentment and peace and being aware and present where I'm at because I'm always thinking about the next thing. Yeah. Episode one. So it obviously we all these issues (laughs) we have kind of overlap, obviously. Um, that's exactly what therapy was leading me to. It was like, I want to be at peace. I want to just be present. I want to be able to slow down. But this need for growth, which is in a lot of ways, like such a positive thing, um, sometimes isn't so positive because I'm not able to just stop. And so I think what it led me to in a previous conversation about contentment was like, Content doesn't mean that you're not moving. It doesn't mean that you're just sitting there and letting things happen. That's not necessarily what content is. But content is knowing that maybe you are working towards something, but you're not like changing your entire path or you're not, um, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean stagnant, I think, is what I've made those synonymous like stagnant and content and at peace and none of those actually go together but because I had put them in this bucket that meant that they were all the same Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of my internal conflict came from yes and it's funny you like mentioned the word stagnant because as we both said like this is a topic that's come up a lot for me in therapy and I remember when I was working with my coaches which I've mentioned in previous episodes um this was a very big thing for me and I remember her telling me like content does not mean you're stagnant or it does not mean like you're permanently in this place it just means um let me get to my definition because I went back in my notes with her and she said content is being present and valuing your current circumstances and a note on that is but this doesn't mean um that I can't still value and pursue growth as a person But it's just like there's such blurred lines for me on that because if I'm, like it's very hard for me to acknowledge like, oh yeah, I'm content with where I'm at in life and I still want to grow. And I think that that need and want to grow like kind of consumes me and I forget to just be present and thankful. Yeah, I think that's interesting. The other thing that kept coming up and maybe this ties in is contentment in one way I'm like oh it's at peace and so we're not moving but when we dug into this further contentment actually was like an act of awareness like the more that we dug into it it was like I'm actively aware I'm actively kind of evaluating and taking in the circumstances whereas complacency is more like passive Mm -hmm. so I'm complacent I'm just passive where I'm at I may be ignoring some things that need to change. Um, whereas contentment is that act of awareness, which is almost, if I just look at the words, I'm like, oh, they both seem kind of passive. Like they're both present and yep. peaceful. But 
really in order to be content, I have to be actively aware of where I'm at mm-hmm. and my surroundings, my environment, my situations, but also like internally, I have to be actively aware of what I'm feeling. Right. And I really like that you mentioned the act of being a part of that definition because like maybe this is to a fault for me, but even just like the verb of active in there is like, okay, that means I'm like doing something and it's okay. (laughs) Um, But I do feel like that is like almost needed for me to kind of find this happy balance. Um, I'm trying to... Like, I'm thinking of all of the different areas that this issue kind of shows up in my own life. Um, And I guess we can start it just kind of like, I'm curious where you find this being an issue for yourself. Like, are there certain, like, themes? Like, for me, I guess I can just say mine. Like, I feel like it shows up, like, in my relationship and in work. Or, like, my two biggest ones, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give an example. Okay, so for, I also should note that, like, I just mentioned those being my top two, and when I was kind of digging into, like, okay, but, like, what's underlying both of those, success was, like, in big flashing letters in my in my brain. Like, all of this kind of comes back to my need and want to be successful in life. Um, Who's defining success? I almost said myself, but that's not true. I feel like it's just like society and social media, like this message that I'm getting from everybody doing these extravagant things in life and whether that's in the movies or just seeing people's posts on Instagram and things, I think a lot of times I let that like define what success looks like and therefore what I need to be obtaining in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like for the relationship one, I feel like this is probably why this topic has been so tricky for me lately is because like up until like the last like year especially it's like my um own development and like path for life has just been like my own and now that I'm in like a serious committed relationship it's like it's not just my own actions it's also my partner's actions and then feeling this like need to align when that's not possible and that's not even healthy like 100% being aligned in that way Um, and then job or career wise it's like this unrelenting need to like have that next degree have that next certification have the next raise have the next promotion like all of these things that it's like I almost can't just like be content and happy with where I'm at even though like if I had seen where I'm at now like even two years ago I would be like oh my gosh that's incredible and now that I'm here I'm like not content in a way I find this like super interesting I have an overlap with a work example and it's one that at the time I don't know that I totally realized it but when a forced change happened I was able to kind of reflect so As you know, we worked in a clinic together. So when I went back and I got my master's and I got my board certification to be a behavior analyst, um, to me, the epitome or the story of like what a perfect, successful behavior analyst was, was like working in a clinic, right? So like the epitome was like utilizing research, um, being in a clinical setting 
and really deeply changing the lives of the eight to 10 clients that I had at a time. So I did that. I got a job in a clinic and I worked there for a little over two years. And while I was there, um, I loved many aspects of that job. I learned a lot about the field. I enjoyed many of the people I worked with. I loved um, mentoring like the behavior technicians that were implementing the therapy that I was recommending. Um, I liked a lot of the pieces. However, while I was in it, I never or rarely felt good enough. I knew that I was good at many aspects of the job. Mm -hmm. Working in a clinical setting, there was something where I was like, this feels off. Like, I'm not as good as this other BCBA, or I'm not. And it was a lot of, like, internal self-talk, but I kind of kept quieting it um, or pushing it down because it seemed like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be in a clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, So having said that, when we were contemplating moving and we decided that we were going to move to Texas, all of a sudden some doors opened up because in Indiana where we were at, there weren't BCBAs in schools and that wasn't really a thing. And so either you worked in a clinic or you worked in home and neither one felt aligned, but I was doing what A, I thought success was and B, utilizing the option that was available to me. When we were going to move to Texas, it opened up and I was able to consider if I wanted to be in another adjacent field Mm -hmm. utilizing my degree. And I ended up moving to the school setting. And for me, it is much, much, much more aligned um, where I'm able to utilize some of the clinical skills I learned, but I'm also able to utilize my undergrad, which was education. Right. And I'm able to dig into a lot of my other skills that I wasn't able to use in the clinic. And so at the time, staying in the clinic, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, was almost complacent. Like I was ignoring a little bit that nagging feeling that this isn't quite aligned for me. Um, but once a forced change happened, luckily... Um, I was able to evaluate that before I made the decision on what type of setting I wanted to work in. I had job offers in a couple different settings. Um, I was able to take a minute and reflect and become more aware and then take active, make an active decision to what may lead me to more contentment. And I am so much more content in my job, so much more content in what I'm doing. And that doesn't mean not stressful or days you're like, God, is this, this it? This is what I'm doing. But 95% of days I'm like, I am content in what I'm doing and knowing that I am in more alignment. Okay. I have so many like follow-up questions to this. The first one is, I think that it's interesting how you were saying, um, like maybe when you are still getting the certification or the degree for a BCBA, that your idea of success was working in a clinic. And so kind Mm -hmm. of what you ended up doing, even though you said it was forced, is that you had to like reassess or almost redefine what success meant for you because you did say like, I I did move beyond the clinic or I moved to a different setting. Um, And so like with your prior definition, that would mean like, oh, you're like stepping down in a way. But now in retrospect, you're able to say like, 
no, I moved into this other setting and I actually feel like more successful. Um, so I just think that brings up the importance of like having that flexible mindset on what success actually means um, because it is going to be so different for all of us. Um, so it just has me even thinking on like when I'm always saying like I need to be successful, it's like how much of this image in my head is my own and how much it's just like what society and culture is telling me it needs to be. One one thing that I you brought up at least in your notes and you've kind of mentioned throughout is like how values play a role in things so I want to like hear your thoughts on that okay quick before we get to values because I think that's gonna like open up yes many tangents is one thing that connected with this example for me of just switching settings or type of careers or reevaluating um not this outside definition of success, but my own, um, is that I kept bringing up in therapy, in conversation, even when we start, we started talking about this topic, it was like contentment versus complacency. Like it's a dichotomy, like they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I guess in evaluating it, it's not necessarily that they're opposites. I think it's more complacency is maybe a barrier to contentment. So they're not opposites. Like I can have both in different areas of my life, right? And life domains all look different. It's not that every single piece of your life necessarily feels great or feels awful, right? Right. There can be moments of both. Um, But complacency or passively ignoring things or choosing to not choose to make decisions Um, is almost a barrier to that further contentment. So staying in a clinic because I felt like it was my only choice at the time um, and because it was blurry, so much of it really was good, but choosing to stay in it even though I had this nagging, maybe deep internal knowing, choosing to stay in it because of the wrong reasons um, ended up being a barrier to feeling content in a deeper way. And again, so much of it was good and I learned so much. And I think in retrospect, like it was a great experience and I learned a lot from it and it helped inform this next step of mine. But if we wouldn't have moved, would I still be there today? And I wonder that, right? Because I kind of felt handcuffed or didn't have exposure to other things. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, not taking action or pushing down those thoughts, that was causing a barrier to like this deeper contentment. These are the type of things that I feel like come up where all of it just feels so jumbled in my brain where I feel like there's such a blurred line in deciding like when I'm practicing contentment and not to put labels on things, but like that being a more positive or desirable route Whereas like, oh, am I practicing complacency or is the situation in my life going to lead me down a path of complacency? Um, And one question I wrote down while you were talking is like, who even gets to decide when you're practicing contentment or if it's complacency? Or do we need to put labels on things or does that just make it messy? See, I think think we put labels on things in a desire to make it less messy. Yeah. Right? And often... I feel like it actually makes the opposite 
What I think is important is like, you can be comfortable in a situation, but that doesn't mean you're content in a situation, right? Mm -hmm. Comfortable does not equal content. Sometimes to move from a feeling of discontent, like something is off, I have this, I feel weird. Like sometimes to move from discontent to contentment, it requires uncomfortable absolutely choices and actions, right? So again, that action, like it requires some action mm-hmm. and those steps might not be fun. Like I have a couple friends right now, like to move from a relationship that is really discontenting and not right. It's comfortable, right? I've been in it for a long time. I kind of know what to expect, but it's not contentment for them. It's just comfortable and they become complacent in it. Like in order for that to change, you're going to have to make some really uncomfortable decisions and actions and it's going to be messy and not content feeling for a little while to move towards that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's important too, that like oftentimes, or I think it's easy likely to confuse the two, like, Oh, I'm comfortable in this situation. But that leads to that values part. Like if I'm not, okay, so here it is. So for values, I think in order to feel content, the word that kept coming up for me was like alignment. And in order to be fulfilled and in alignment, we have to be living a values congruent life. So if we're living outside of our values, it's going to feel ugh kind of like uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. right? And you may not be able to put a label on that. You might not be able to pinpoint exactly what is causing that feeling um, or pinpoint the action you need to to change that feeling. But if you're not living in your values, you're going to feel discontent in all areas of your life. And your values, like, you have your own set of values, but then everybody you're interacting, whether that's like your coworkers or like your direct family and partnerships, like it's also hard when your values are different and it's not bad, but it's also then you have to like juggle them. Um, I am happy that you brought up the idea of how sometimes like you can have discomfort maybe if you're not aligning with your values. Because I mentioned this theme of, like, success being a big driver for me. Um, But I think that I do experience a little bit of that discomfort when, like, it even sucks to, like, admit or say out loud. Like, it feels icky, but I think a lot of times for me it's, like, I feel this need to, like, be making more money and have more money in life because, not because it's all about money, but, like, my picture of success requires money, if that makes sense. Like traveling is very important to me and I would like to have a nice house and all of these things that I don't get to that point like without having the finances to be there um so it's just interesting like that you brought up that there can be discomfort sometimes because maybe I am having this like sticky point of like wanting success but that also not aligning with values yes 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 and I think in order To be able to tease that out a little bit of, am I just uncomfortable and this is normal? Am I uncomfortable, but that's a signal for need for growth? Like, what is that feeling telling me? I think we have to be 
very aware of what our values are. So to be able to sit and look at a list of 80 values pulled up on Google, like how do you narrow that down and which ones are speaking to you? And I did this practice in therapy too of, okay, we had a list of 75 Okay, pick your top 50, pick your top 25. Right. Like we kept getting it down and we narrowed it down to the top five for each of us. Um, and at the end of the day, like if I'm doing things that are in alignment with those five pieces for me, and this could be a whole other episode, it could be values. I already wrote it down. Yep. Great. It's kind of like if we're living with those, we can lay our head down, lay our head down at night and say, Okay, did everything go perfectly? No. Are there points where I'm like, ooh, I could have done better in this area of my values or this area? But if we can lay our head down at night and be like, yeah, I made choices that were easy and some that were hard, but it was all um, congruent with what those few things are that really are at my core, then even if it's not perfect, you're still going to lay down content at night knowing that you're living in alignment. And I think that cannot go understated that if we're living outside of ourselves or outside of our values, you're going to feel uncomfortable no matter what your physical setting is or what your environment is or what outside success is telling you. Like you could have all the money and have the perfect house and perfect car and perfect all that and still feel really yucky inside. And I think when we're not intentionally being in tune with ourselves, my guess is that a lot of people end up in that kind of situation because they're going after other people's values. I think that I need to go back and um, just like reassess what my values are because I also had to do that through one of like my therapy coaching things. Um, but values also change. Like I'm curious if they still align with where I'm at now. But I did write down... Um, I wanted to ask you about this because for a recent work assignment, I had to do this. It's called Clifton Strengths Quiz. Have you ever yep. done that? Have you heard I did, of it? Yeah, I did it last year for work. Uh-huh. Okay, so I had to do it, and I just thought it was so interesting, and it's also funny for this topic um, because my num- you get like five top ones. I think it. Yep. those are like the main focuses, but you'll get a whole list of them. But my very, very top strength was futuristic, a.k.a. like, it just makes so much sense that I am living in my future. Like I know where I'm headed and like I almost can't be present because I'm always focused on like that future and where I'm headed. Um, and it's just, it's just funny because it totally ties into this topic of like I deeply want to be present and content in today. But it's like everything in my brain and my actions do align with this futuristic strength that I have. Ugh. I think one of my top five was a learner, which leads to like that growth mindset too. Um, and I don't, I don't know what the shift has been. I think just as I've had more of these deep thoughts or intentionally having conversations like this with friends where we're not just talking about surface level things. Like I have a monthly like Zoom call with two of my good friends where we pick a deep topic like this and we dive in. Like it's not a typical That's so cool. conversation you may have, but the more that I've like exposed myself to that, I think I used to be like, okay, I got my master's, got the board certification, getting promotions, doing the things. Um 
And I was like, okay, the next thing is a doctorate. Like, that's what I want to do, right? And now, like, my husband's in higher ed, so he, like, is always pushing for similar things. And he'll be like, when you're ready for your doctorate. And very genuinely, since I got in this job and changed fields where I'm now doing some of that work, but I'm able to touch a lot of lives on a very big picture scale, um, he'll ask me, and I'm like, I don't know that I need to get one. Like, I like where I'm at, and I like what I'm doing. And that doesn't mean that um, I'm not looking to how can I make a bigger impact or what things can be put in place, and is this the exact position or title I want at work forever? No, I don't want to retire with this label, right? Like, I want to be able to grow and help others grow into positions of their own. Um, But I very genuinely, and this isn't consistent, but like don't feel a need necessarily to get the next degree. I think there's things within my work or within myself that are becoming more important to me to develop um, on a more personal self level rather than like this outside um, couple more letters behind or in front of my name. It just speaks to your own growth because... I mean, maybe I'm like reading into it, but I feel like what you did was kind of be able to ask yourself, like, ideally, again, from society and culture, that is what success would mean is like continuing to advance that degree. But I feel like you were able to stop and ask yourself, like, if this was something that was actually important to you and whether that was going to feed your own success or, again, just like what society has told you. Yeah, and I think in that situation, like, my husband, like, is very well-meaning in that, in that when you're ready, like, I'm here to support you. I genuinely think you would kill it, and I believe in you, and if that's what you want, like, let's go after that dream. And for a while it was, so it was like, cool, he's on board, right? But then there got to be a point where there's been a few conversations where he'll bring it up, and I'm like, please stop asking. Now it just feels like you're bugging me to do it and it's an external force that wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I don't feel a need. At least right now, that doesn't mean it wouldn't change. But like, at least right now, I don't need that for myself and I want to be present and grateful for where I'm at. And so even when other people are well-meaning and they say like, I believe in you, you could do it. Like, I too know I could do it, but it doesn't mean that that's going to be in alignment because I also know that going back to school or doing those things would take time and effort away from other areas that are in my values. So like it would take away from other relationships. It would take away time for other growth or to be present or to have passion in what I'm doing because I'd be tired from school. So yeah. I think also knowing that, like, yes, it may fulfill this bucket, but it would leave a lot of other ones unfulfilled. And so being able to, like, evaluate that, um, yeah, it's a growth process, and that kind of changes every day where I get an itch to do it or don't. Um, but I think a big piece of this that kept coming up is also contentment is very much, not, again, not synonymous, but gratitude. Like, it's being yes. grateful mm-hmm. for where we're at. And in order to be grateful for where we're at, we have to like where we're at, which leads to are we living in our values. Like, it's all connected, obviously. But, like, gratitude as a practice um, kept coming up for me in this idea of contentment as well. 
Yeah, I love when I was looking over your notes that you did mention gratitude because I think that's so key in all of this. As I mentioned, like, I know for a fact if I were to be able to put myself in my own shoes two years back and I saw where I was at now, I would be, like, over the moon and so happy. But now that I'm in the moment, there's these new milestones and goals that I have to reach and I forget to just be grateful for where I'm at now. Um And one of my things that I wrote down for myself in my notes prior to this is just like, at what cost are we working towards that like future? Because ideally, like all of this like hustling essentially that I'm doing now is because I'm working towards this joyful like future where then I'll get to rest and all of the like grass is greener sort of stuff. But if that's like creating me to like never rest today and almost never feel joyful in my life, like what's the point yeah and who's to say that no we can say that a piece of paper of a degree is not gonna necessarily equate to I'm so much more joyful like you might feel a sense of accomplishment but I can tell you after you get that master's cool it's really exciting for like a week and then you're like okay cool I have my master's yeah. like and I've it, done that already fades. I have certifications that I was like once I get this it's like I'm going to be so happy and you're exactly right. It lasts for like a week and then you're like, okay, what's the next thing? Uh-huh. And I, I do wonder if like, I don't know. It just keeps coming back to like, there may be moments where that happens, right? And then you're like, okay, I'm content for now and I'm comfortable in this. I don't think that equates to like, you're never going to grow again Or, like, you need to be grateful forever for where you're at. I don't believe in that either. Um, I think you may be comfortable until you're not. And then you're going to feel, like, an itch for growth. But often that itch for growth, to me, is actually a signal that maybe you're no longer in alignment. Mm -hmm. I love that. And growth doesn't necessarily equate to another degree or doesn't equate to a bigger house or doesn't equate to another position, I think growth, personal growth, is more so being in tune to that alignment and values congruentness that maybe that signal is not like, ooh, go do more. It's how can I adjust to be more in alignment to what I believe or what I know at a deeper level brings me fulfillment. Yeah, everything you're saying is like hitting too close to home because it's just like every I agree with everything you're saying and yet I'm like not doing that at all for myself. Um, So it's just tricky. Um, Another theme that's like coming up from everything we have both said is kind of I think that boundaries play such a key role in all of this Um, and boundaries with yourself. Because, again, I keep saying throughout this, like, I want to be content, but I also, like, know that me as a person, I'm always going to be seeking growth. So how do I balance both contentment and this drive and need to grow? Um, And so something that, like, keeps popping up in my brain is just, like, having these boundaries set around, like, work and life and I know that's so overused like work-life balance and it doesn't actually exist in this 50-50 that it's provided Um, but I'm definitely trying to find in my own life like 
finding those boundaries with okay I have a lot of things to get done for work and now that I'm like in my school program like there is a lot to get done but also having this like boundary of like past eight o'clock that's my time to really just sink into that contentment and gratitude I have for my life that I'm currently in and almost like forcing myself to step out of that futuristic lens that I spend 90% of my day in. Yeah, I think it's, I want to catch something here. So when we're saying, how do I be content, but also grow? I think the way maybe you're looking at it is that they can't happen at the same time. Yeah, or they like do if not I'm content, in my brain. That's what I'm struggling okay. with. Okay, so to me, it's more like right now in your life, and maybe there's some areas where you could slow down or take a breath. However, because you're pursuing something that you're passionate about and because you are looking for growth and that's what you're pursuing, and right now that growth looks like going to school, um, I think you can be content in that because you're living that values of growth and you're living the value. So I don't think it happens separate from each other. Like we can be growing. Yeah. Like we can be growing and taking action toward growth, whatever that action is, making a change, um, going to school, getting the degree, saving for the next house. Like you can be taking action while being content. Content doesn't mean I'm at peace, which in my head is like, I'm sitting by the water, listening to meditation music and closing my eyes and resting. And that's what contentment is. Like, I think that's what I had in my brain for a while too, where it had to be like, I'm so present and so at peace that action is not allowed. Whereas I don't think that's what it is. I think I can be content in my active awareness that I'm living out my values and by living out that implies action. Like I'm doing something in my values. Yes. And this so much for me at least ties into like your piece of gratitude and maybe that acts as like that active portion of all of this with contentment is that if, like this is something I need to work on, but if I'm able to practice growth and contentment at the same time, I think such a huge piece of that is also practicing gratitude like consistently on where you're at now. Yeah, because if you're grateful for, and again, just because you're grateful doesn't mean in your head you're like, this is exactly where I want to be forever or even where I want to be today. Like I know that I want something to change even when the, within this day, but if you're grateful for and always working towards, not working, I think that implies too much action sometimes, living into my values, then I'm going to be rooted. And so even when this idea of like inevitable weather comes, right? Like these things that shake our core that, that you get that phone call, you lose a job someone gets sick or gets hurt or um, your loan doesn't go through and you can't finish school, like even when those things happen, right, you're still rooted and so that you become unshakable. Not that you won't shake, but you're not going to fall over, right? And so that rootedness comes from those values 
and gratitude of life, but I don't know that we can be grateful for life if none of it feels aligned for us. Yeah, right. I definitely need to go back and revisit my values, and I think that absolutely needs to be like our next topic as well, just because I think it could tie into anything and everything we do in life. Um, So yeah, I need to go back and visit those, and I just appreciate everything you're saying on like complacency and growth like they don't need to be these two separate tracks that I'm kind of putting them on even though like I said early on like my definition of contentment did not mean being stagnant or being permanent and yet I'm still kind of like dividing them in my own life so that's something I need to explore and just continue practicing I do think for those of us and likely if you're listening to podcasts like this oh most of us, right? It's growth and wanting to be our best selves, whatever that looks like, and understanding that's different for everyone. Like, this is a hard topic. Um, Anyone I've talked to about this, whether in these explicit terms or not, like, this is hard as a human. It's extremely hard. Want to be present and want to be grateful and want to be in the moment. And also grow and be aware and be all these things and all of these words, right? Like also our society telling us, which is so weird because society on one hand is like, go, 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 get the next thing, do the next thing, buy the bigger thing. And it's also has this big push in the last couple of years of be present and slow down and do yoga and meditate. Yeah, and it's like it's sold to us as if all of the go, 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 do, 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 that brings you this peace. And so, like, conflicting. It's crazy. I, yes, yes, yes. I think, so also acknowledging that, that they're not totally separate. They're not totally the same thing. It's going to be messy. Some days, your contentment is going to be, I'm able to just set aside all these work or tasks and go to the lake for you and sit and be with my family. And not be at the lake and just working the whole time. Because that's right. what it looks like for me. So it's not both ends. Some days you're content. Like some days my contentment is crossing shit off a to-do <laughs> list. And that feels so good and so in alignment to some of my other things. Some days that's it. Mm-hmm. And that feels good and that feels content. And I am in my element. And that's peaceful is me getting things done and some days. And when enough is enough. But then that awareness of when enough is enough. And so it's not every day looks the same with this. But I think usually we're able to leave you with a nugget. It sounds like we're just confused as hell too. I but was going to I, say that. I feel like <laughs> I feel bad because I'm the one that was like, we need to do this topic because it's such a huge piece of my life. And I feel like not that I'm more confused, but I just have to acknowledge like how jumbled this is in my own life. And so it's hard for me to like, again, maybe this podcast doesn't need to be like, advice maybe it's just us being real and like talking about where we're at because I'm almost like I've provided no value to like anybody in this because I'm just as lost in it as anyone but I think that's real Mm -hmm. I think this is like a very real topic um I think the only not piece of advice or things but let's make this another topic of that values yes congruent because 
if you don't know what's important to you and you don't know what you're living for or able to sink into, I think all topics, this and others, are going to be real confusing. Mm -hmm. And so taking time to kind of reflect and dig deep into values. So anytime you are confused, as long as your mind is on your values, I think everything kind of works itself out. Um, or will feel more in alignment or more okay even when the situation is not okay. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I will even, like, keep this piece in, but something probably for, like, more than a year now that I definitely don't do it every day, but I try to and I, like, do it with Cam, my boyfriend, is just, like, asking, like, what's some, like what was your favorite part of today or, like, what was the hardest part of today? today? Because I think that that allows you to like reflect and it's that gratitude element but something that I've been at least asking myself just in recent months is like how did I challenge myself today which again is kind of going back to that growth which is good because the growth is necessary but I think something that I need to add to those three questions is like what did I do to be present today also um and just kind of making sure that I'm incorporating all of those elements into every day I think that's super interesting. We do that with our kids at dinner. So when we're sitting down on days when we don't have dance or football, so more rare now that school started. But when the four of us are able to sit down, the kids are eight and nine, and we'll do good, bad, and thankfuls. So we go around the table, and everyone says, like, the best part of their day, the hardest part of their day, and then what they're grateful for in the day. And so we do that with our kids, but I think – yeah, adding some other questions because we sometimes it's silly answers or sound similar between the good and the thankful. That's easy to blend, right? Um, but caught having those conversations and that level of awareness and trying to do that like when the kids are young so they have some of those built-in tools for when they're them, yeah. older. Yeah, I think that's something that even if we're not all home for dinner, are there a part in our day where we can do that like before bed, like I'll sit down or in the morning before school or whatever that looks like. Um, Yeah, I love that. Like, how did I be present? How did I challenge myself? Other ones I've heard is like, how did I help someone else? And then how did I allow someone to help me? Hard, right? So the, I do like that idea of just like, whatever those questions become for you, just making those a practice, because I think that continuously Mm -hmm. draws our awareness, right? That's an active awareness, and your awareness is gonna lead to some of that contentment. Great. Love it.